We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two pitch, ball line to Yount, it's short, he throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air, Yount makes a great catch, and Juan Diemus has thrown the first no-hitter in Milwaukee Brewer history! Swings, and here it is! A base hit in the right center! He's done it. 3,000 for Robin. And there's a drive to the left field. This is hit well. And it's gone. Robin A two-run home run. The Brewers take the lead. Morgan, a smash up the middle. Base hit the center. You're cruising for a bruising with me, Andrew Snyder. And me, Adam McGee. As we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcasts, meet the Mets, meet the Mets, come right out and sweep the Mets. That might be something Adam has to edit because I talked really loud. But the Milwaukee Brewers have swept the New York Mets in uh, the second series of the 2023 uh, MLB season. Uh, we saw two of the three games in person. We saw one of the games at our watch party. Adam, I am buzzing. I'm walking on air. How are you feeling on this wonderful Wednesday evening? I'm doing fantastic, Andrew. For context for people, we have we have just walked back from Amfam, having seen our third Brewers win of the last few days. And, yeah, we'll talk about a way to finish it in style. Garrett Mitchell, Gary Handsome, walk-off homer. Doesn't get much better than that. Doesn't get much better than that. Quality opponent, the kind of series where you're like, oh, look, this could be tough for him to come out, play the way they did, is very exciting. I think everything we've talked about with the rookies and the injection of what they can bring to the team is certainly showing up. And it's hard not to be very, very optimistic starting this Brewers season. 
with where things are headed. Um, it's funny, it's not a, necessarily how anyone drew it up, but we've got to a place that I think is very, very good for the team's long-term future. And I think what is most exciting is it also seems like it could be the thing for the best version of the Brewers right now. So, yeah, hard to be happier with this team after this start to the season. Before we get into specifics of the game, and we will do that, and we'll be quick because we have to <laughs> we have to get to Bucks Bulls. Uh, you'll be listening to this hopefully after the Bucks have clinched the one seed in the Eastern Conference. If that didn't happen, I didn't jinx it because nobody heard this except for me and Adam. But this is our first trip to AmFam. Uh, last time you heard us speak, we'd only seen the Brewers play at Wrigley Field. We we're about to head to the home opener. And I want to ask Adam about his opinion first, but I'll give mine uh, to begin with. Uh, people have been shocked at me saying just that I think this is a great place to watch a baseball game. Um, so first review from new Brewers fan a year into this is I think uh, wide concourses, great sight lines, uh, brandy old fashions, Bloody Marys, bratwurst, uh like, can can you spend a better spring or summer day than to go to American Family Field and watch the Brewers beat the Mets? I don't think it's possible. So uh, that's my early review of seeing this ballpark for the first time. Adam, I don't know if you have any thoughts to, to weigh into that, but, you know, we froze our asses off at Wrigley uh, over the weekend, and I think this was just like, uh, night and day difference in terms of our enjoyment of watching a baseball game in person. Yeah, no no comparison at all, really. And, I mean, I talked about it on the last episode. I very much enjoyed Wrigley, and I enjoyed that sense of getting to see a classic old-school baseball stadium. Um, that's, unfortunately, my only point of reference is point for another baseball stadium, and it's very, very hard to compare it and I'm fan. They're just completely different different stadiums different stadium types but i've been to a lot of stadiums around the world for different types of sporting events and it's great i really i mean the thing that you and i have joked about is that from the outside you don't quite realize just how nice it's going to be on the inside and it is really nice inside as you said the concourses are great very efficient setup like we're there for the home opener where you've basically got to sell out the place is very busy and yet it's never like it's never really that difficult to navigate. People can get in and out to to use restrooms, to go and get food, to go and buy stuff in the stores, whatever it is. Very, very impressed. And once you're in your seat, I mean, we had a couple of different vantage points, but I was struggling to see where in the stadium would be a bad seat. Uh, and that's the kind of thing where I think you could, on any given day, and I hope a lot of people listening over the course of this season because this really feels like a Brewers team that people should get behind and kind of get down and see them. We'll just be like, you know what? There's cheap tickets going. Let's pick some up and let's go see the Brewers. Um, so I honestly, I part of me doesn't know what I expected, but what I do know is I, I don't think I expected the in-stadium experience to be as good as it has been. That brings us to our first in-stadium experience, uh, the home opening day at American Family Field. The Milwaukee Brewers against the New York Mets, Freddie Peralta against Carlos Carrasco, and this game went about as well as we could have expected in the third inning. 
the Brewers got the scoring started with a Jesse Winker single to left field that scored Bryce Terang. It was almost like a, and I'm sorry, Adam, I know uh, it, it makes you mad when I reference this sport, but it was like a cricket swing. He, like, kind of uh, sent it the other way down the line. Tennis as well, just, like, right down the line. Jesse Winker has great command of the strike zone and really showed it off with that RBI single to left that scored Bryce Terang. In the fourth, Brian Anderson, who has been absolutely fantastic to start this season. Homer to center field, scoring himself and Garrett Mitchell. It was 3-0 Brewers after the fourth. A Willie Adamas single in the fifth would make it 4-0 Brewers, scoring Christian Yelich in the fifth. Uh, and RBI ground out by William Contreras makes it 5-0 Brewers in the fifth. Brian Anderson, again, a single to right field, sort of fought off a pitch on the inner half of the plate to right field. Scored Willie Adamas, makes it 6-0. And then in the fifth inning following that, Bryce Terang at the plate, grand slam to right center field. Absolutely crushed the baseball. Very excited to hit that homer. He He's a guy who, if you watch the freshman, he's very stoic at, at moments. Um, and then in that moment, erupted with emotion. His uh, parents on Valley Sports Wisconsin getting interviewed about how they felt that moment. That grand slam made it 10 nothing Brewers in the fifth inning. And it... It's more than you can ask in any home opener, but just like this team seeming so fun and seeing the players just react to the incredible lead they had accumulated to that point. Freddie Peralta goes six innings, two hits, no runs, three walks, seven strikeouts, all on 85 pitches. And uh, the Brewers just got out to a big lead, and that was kind of that. I mean, we were shocking our seats. Uh, I made jokes to any, anyone listening in our Discord uh, knows that I've made the joke repeatedly that uh, Adam was typing from my uh, handle that I had died in the middle of the game because I was too excited about what was going on. And, I mean, I could have. I didn't. I'm still here. But, like, it, I, I couldn't ask for anything better for my first Brewers game. And, uh, I'll, Adam, I, I, I think I think you'll say the same. Yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a list of things that, I don't think I even considered as possibilities. Like, let's see, I wasn't thinking of, oh, let's let's get Bryce Terang having a Grand Slam on his home debut in the home opener. That wasn't certainly on my list for things I was expecting going in. And um, We obviously had another moment like that later in the series, but coming into this game, it's worth remembering, I guess the Brewers looking like the Brewers is the way to put it, and that's really referring to last year's Brewers in the way they're their offense was functioning in the way the run distribution was working out in the first two games in Chicago. And runs not exactly coming in bunches. And obviously, as we talk across these three games, that has very dramatically shifted against the Mets. But to just see them pile on like this with the place packed out was really, really fun. Again, you can just sense the energy that the rookies are bringing. But it's not just the rookies. It's guys like Brian Anderson. It's guys like Jesse Winker. Like the new additions are coming in and making an impact. I think the most significant of those right away where it's like, yeah, okay, this team does feel better. And certainly the vibes around the team couldn't be better to start the season. Uh, Just worth mentioning too. And I guess worth stressing beyond that. Freddie Peralta was absolutely fantastic. And the velocity was up on where it was a lot of last year, where we know the injury problems he dealt with and all the concerns that were there. But to see him go, six innings clean 
Um, no runs allowed. And honestly, even beyond that, just two hits. Um, I'm trying to think where there walks. There possibly were. I can't see in my box score. I'm looking at it now. Three walks. Like, it's the kind of thing. And he, he had a tough first inning too where he was really, really amped up. Home opener. But once he settled in, the Mets didn't really stand a chance with Freddie in the game. And that brings us back to the kind of place I think we were when we started last season with this podcast. We're done with the team where it wasn't just Corbin and Woody. It was Corbin, Woody, and Freddie. We were putting him probably a little bit closer than he deserved to be. But it certainly felt like that was that was realistic for his trajectory. This was a really, really great start. And if he can have the kind of bounce back year where he gets to his very, very best, that's going to be such a colossal weapon for the Brewers. Yeah, Freddie was tremendous in his first start of the season. Uh, Bryce Wilson came on to follow him and gave what I think is a valuable contribution and something that I think he'll do a lot this season. He gave three innings to finish out the game. So you do basically Freddie Peralta six innings and Bryce Wilson finishes out with three. One hit. Three walks, pitched around that, two strikeouts, and didn't give up a run. So a, a 10 nothing win for the Brewers. Um, Joey Weimer with a hit and a walk. It's on uh, twice in this game. Uh, Bryce Serang, like as we said, two for three with a walk. And then that grand slam, just a great game from him. But the Brewers uh, finish out a home opener with a 10 nothing win against the New York Mets, a team that many think will be a World Series contender. So I think... Uh, uh, fans should be happy with that. We move on to game two, a game that Adam and I and the rest of our GSB and colleagues watched at Pilot Project in Milwaukee, uh, watch party with some of our listeners. And I want to thank everyone who came out to that because that was like an event that lived up to our expectations and beyond. First of all, Pilot Project for hosting us and just giving us the space and the, the TVs to, to watch both the Milwaukee Bucks and the Milwaukee Brewers uh both win their games that was great and then just all the listeners that came out and hung out with us and drank beer ate food and talked to us I mean obviously for me baseball and basketball is about community and the sense of community that uh, we've built here is something that's very meaningful to both of us and we were happy to to watch games with you guys Um, and this (laughs) game two started off in great fashion as well in the first inning Brian Anderson there goes that man again Hits a double to the left to score Willie Adamas and Christian Yelich. Makes it 2-0 after the first inning. Uh, there was a scoreless stretch from then. Uh, Rowdy Telez in the sixth inning hits a homer to right center uh, to kind of end his early season slump to make it 3-0 Brewers. Brian Anderson would follow that with a home run to dead center field. 4-0 Brewers from that standpoint. And then we're going back to back to back. Garrett Mitchell hits a homer to make it 5-0 Brewers. In the sixth inning, Wade Miley went six innings, five hits, no runs, no walks, three strikeouts. From the the sixth inning on, it was pretty clear the Brewers going to win this game. And I think, Adam, uh, me and you had gotten to know Wade Miley a little bit from our uh, 2018 playback uh, watch party that we've been doing from time to time. But I got to say, if there was one game in this series I thought the Brewers were going to lose, it was this game between... Scherzer and Miley, but Miley goes six scoreless. Scherzer goes five and a third, allows five earned runs. Did not see that coming, and honestly, I was just hammering my hands on tables all across Pilot Project and couldn't be more excited. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Uh, Wade Miley, Brewer's Excitement, where do you come down on that? I guess I come down positively on, on Wade Miley and Brewer's Excitement. Um, yeah, this is the one that on paper, and it's not even really disrespectful to Wade Miley, it looks like a mismatch. Um, it's the one that you don't necessarily expect to win. You think it could be a tough one, and you know that Miley's really going to have to hang there and give you at least kind of five good innings, keep you in the game, and then maybe you can get at the Mets and the bullpen come in. Instead of that, for Miley to be as dialed in as he was, zero walks, like, that's a big deal. That goes a long way, particularly when you're talking about someone who's not exactly going to pile up strikeouts um, from, from game to game. And, and for Scherzer to just be absolutely decimated for just the Brewers to roll off home run after home run after home run, that's pretty special. And again, one of these moments where you're just like, okay, the the energy and the momentum building through this team, you can see the fun that's being had. And again, so much of this is, for the young guys, they're still in a place that I think is probably not, too different to you and I, Andrew, where they're littling off of their new experience, they're soaking it all in, they're having a lot of fun, and they're they're almost pinching themselves, they can't believe it's real, and I, I think, funnily enough, I mean, the, the Brewers have had this ser- series on YouTube, the freshmen, where they're following the three rookies who are up in the majors now, plus Sal Freelich, and I don't think that was done with the 
with the foresight that this was going to happen quite as soon as it has but i do think you can also feel the benefits for all of those guys that they're not alone like i think even what garrett mitchell had to do late last season is a lot tougher to come up as the rookie and be the rookie where you've got these guys who've gone through the system together they've been in biloxi they've been in nashville and all of a sudden they're in milwaukee and they're they're not just kind of fitting in they look the part they're contributing in colossal ways and you add in kind of like brian anderson jesse winker just really interesting guys as a little bit of something to prove and a little bit of is this the right landing spot is this the place that can really take our careers back to a different place than where they were a year ago the mix just feels really really good and it's a game like this again where you've got that combination and you've got mitchell um and you've got brian anderson just going back to back and two goes around where it's like again it's just not normal i don't know it's trying to even articulate elements of that it's not really akin to anything of what we saw in the entirety of last season but there is this kind of fun dynamic where you've got a lot of people who are kind of just excited to be on a team that looks good to start the year that's having a lot of fun and in this series at least that has been scoring runs and adam you uh you say something that uh, makes me think of something that we missed probably on the first podcast, not because uh, we didn't see it, although that could have been possible, but I think it might have been a home game thing. You hit a home run on this small Milwaukee Brewers team, and you get a cheese head put on your head, and that has uh, been another added element to this team. We had the bell last year. I think we got the cheese head this year, and I respect it. Uh, you mentioned Brian Anderson. And that brings me to the seventh inning. Brian Anderson with Christian Yelich and Willie Adamas on base. Home run to center field. Makes it 8 nothing. Garrett Mitchell follows that up with a, yet another home run to make it 9 nothing. The Brewers would win this game 9 nothing. Wade Miley, six-inning pitch, like I said, no runs. Streslecki, uh, Peter is his first name if you don't know, uh, throws a scoreless inning. Hobie Milner throws a scoreless inning. And Javi Guerra, who... Had had a great first outing on opening day, and then a tough outing on Sunday. Comes in and throws a scoreless inning, so that was nice to see. Uh, the Brewers go, and, and they beat the Mets 9 nothing. So the first uh, 18 innings of this series, the Brewers outscored the Mets 19 nothing, And I, I, I think we'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday, as they say, even though today, as we record, is a Wednesday. Uh the series finale here that we just walked back from. If if any of this podcast is uh, off the rails or off the beaten path or whatever, it's because we literally just walked back from American Family Field and are about to head to Pfizer Forum to watch the Bucks and the Bulls. So we're we're scattered. We're going after it, doing full radio caster voice here. Uh, Corbin Burns versus David Peterson, and Corbin really just didn't have it today. Uh, first inning, uh, Francisco Lindor. Doubles to left field to score Starling Marte. Marte had reached base because uh, Corbin hit him, and then he stole second, and then Lindor doubles to left to score him. one nothing Mets after the first. In the second inning, Owen Miller, Wisconsin's native son, singles to left field to score Brian Anderson. Uh, Joey Weimer follows that up with an opposite field homer to right center field, I think on the first pitch of the at-bat. I mean... If you don't love Joey Weimer, you don't love baseball is one one thing I'll say right now. Not to insult anyone uh, and just make 
uh, designations about their baseball fandom off of one player, but uh, I believe that, and I hold it to be true. 4-1 Brewers after the second. In the third inning, uh, Corbin again struggling. Francisco Lindor singles to right to score. Marte again makes it 4-2 Brewers. Then uh, Peter Alonso follows that up with a, or Pete Alonso. I don't know why I called him Peter. It's very formal. Peter Alonso, uh, homers to right center to make it 4-4. Tough times for Corbin Burns. He would go four and a third innings pitch, seven hits, six runs, all of them earned, two walks, three strikeouts, two home runs. Where would that second home run come into play? In the fifth inning with the score tied 4-4. Pete Alonso this time, not Peter. Uh, Homers to center field to make it 6-4 Mets in the fifth inning. Um, Tough times for Corbin. We talked about uh, his outing in Chicago and if the weather was getting to him, if the pitch clock was getting to him. Uh, I'm still not worried entirely, but I think it's a situation to monitor just to see how Corbin bounces back from here. But uh, it's safe to say he was not his best today. And, like, I don't know. It's it's just weird. Uh, in the ballpark, we can't tell as much from where the pitches are landing from people watching on TV. But, Adam, I don't know if you had any thoughts on where Corbin was the other day and where he is now. Well, one thought I did have that I, sh- I shared with you on our walk back is something we do see maybe a little bit more of in the stadium than you do on TV is you see his demeanor. and I, I think he's getting pretty hot and pretty heated on himself and after the innings he's not happy and yeah you might say of course he's not he's Corbin Burns and this is how he's pitching the thing is he has made such a big deal out of moving away from that being the key to unlocking the best version of Corbin the guy that the last two three seasons and Brewers fans have been watching so I think that's a little bit interesting it, it's so tough we're still dealing with a small sample size and maybe he just comes out from his next start and everything's good and he's Corbin Burns the rest of the season but obviously there is the noise there's a the noise of arbitration how he feels about that and whether it's he's trying a little too hard it's he's trying to go out there and prove a point whether some of that is still in his head um we don't need to really go over all of the the various details that emerged from that arbitration hearing but does it help him if he has a shaky first inning when he's been told that uh, he was the reason they didn't make the playoffs last year? I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to put too much stock in that right now, but there's definitely multiple different elements of this, of just noise. Pitch clock being one, too. That just weren't the factor for Corbin Burns last year. He could just go out, pitch, and get on with his business. And it's not quite as simple as that. And... Through the first go around, he's the shakiest one to start the season, and that's, in some ways, maybe that's a good spot for the Brewers to be in because he's the one that you know just how good his stuff is, and you'll trust him to get it back. But it is definitely something to monitor. Uh, despite that Pete Alonso homer that would make it six four, uh, Mets, the Brewers would claw back. Jesse Winker with Luke Voigt and Christian Yelich on the base pass would double to right field to make it six six after five innings, and then we would go through a lot of scoreless baseball. Hobie Milner for the Brewers uh, would toss some scoreless innings, one and two-third. Peter Strzelecki, um, a scoreless inning. Matt Bush, a scoreless inning. Devin Williams, a scoreless inning. For the Mets, uh, John Curtis, a scoreless inning. David Robertson, a scoreless inning. And then the ninth, 
uh, would come to us, Garrett Mitchell to the plate, facing Adam Adovino, and he would send a home run to right center field to win the baseball game for the Milwaukee Brewers, 7-6. to six. So despite Corbin's struggles, despite all of the, uh, the adversity that we had mentioned about that earlier in the last five minutes, uh, the, the Brewers would win Game 3 against the New York Mets, a team that many would say are a World Series contender. And the Milwaukee Brewers are now 5-1 and one on the season, 3-0 and oh at home, sweep the New York Mets, take 2 out of 3 at Wrigley Field against the Chicago Cubs to start the season. And honestly, self-indulgent time again. Uh, I can't think of a, a better introduction to Milwaukee Brewers baseball in person and the city of Milwaukee that we've seen this week. Honestly, like it's it's been everything I could have ever hoped for. And... Uh, yeah, we move on to St. Louis next week. We'll get into the the Master Brewer leaderboard, which we've tried to hastily uh, put together here in the last few minutes. I don't know, Adam, before we get to that, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, just much like the Bryce Grand Slam, I didn't even really consider, oh, yeah, we'll get a, we'll get a walk-off homer uh, against the Mets to uh, to close out a series sweep. It's kind of it's it's beyond what I think we would have even dreamt of from this series I think as you rightly mentioned just couldn't every every part of it I mean maybe there's conversations for another time too um we're back in our our um back in our homes our respective homes and have a little bit more time in our hands we did the tour of Amfam this week too basically everyone we met inside the stadium everything around the stadium everything at the games and Honestly, beyond that, everyone in the city of Milwaukee, it's just been fantastic so far. Um, so it really couldn't be any better. And certainly to cap off the Brewers element of our trip, you just couldn't script it any better than that. I don't fully think that either of us could quite believe our eyes in that moment. But what a what a way for the Brewers to close out the sweep. And what a way for Garrett Mitchell to start the season. We spent a decent amount of time the offseason being like, okay really encouraging made an impact last year but consensus has long been of the outfield prospects he is the lesser Garrett Mitchell might have other ideas about that and at least he's showing oh yeah I took on everything that was there last year and I'm ready to come back even better than what I showed to be and again like we had stolen bases for Joey Weimer for Bryce Terang in this series just the speed those guys bring um the quality of hitting it couldn't be more exciting if you're kind of one toe in one toe out on the brewers or if you've been dipping in and dipping out in recent years i think we understand that we understand all the various reasons this is a team i think to get in on the ground floor at now though with these young guys i'm fully aware i'm speaking on a complete high having just come from a walk-off home or win um but i i really do believe that i think the likes of mitchell weimer terang freely coming and then there's jurio and there's jefferson cuero Robert Gasser, like this is set up where if the Brewers can can handle this right, and part of this is going to come down to Craig as manager and the front office, and indeed Mark Adonazio. But if they can bridge this in a way that's even pretty competent, there could be some really exciting kind of runs ahead in the next few years, and even beyond that, because these are your rookies and they're already showing that you know what they can hang around. I will take us to the Master Brewer leaderboard. Um, for uh, games 
four through six on the season. Uh, I'm doing one thing we did not discuss pre-podcast, Adam, but I'm going to explain it to you as we do this. So to start off, one thing we have discussed, Garrett Mitchell gets three beers. He hit three homers in the series and a walk-off homer. Goes without saying. Brian Anderson, I'm going to give him three beers as well. He hit three homers in the series. He had nine RBI. I think that's three beers worthy. If you debate it, I will hand the mic to you. I'm giving you time. You're sipping water. I am swaying, and he agrees. Uh, Bryce Rank, two beers. Uh, had a grand slam in the series. Played stellar defense. Joey Lemer gets a beer. Jesse Winker gets a beer. Willie Adamas gets a beer. Freddie Peralta gets a beer. Wade Miley gets a beer. Bryce Wilson gets a beer. Hobie Milner gets a beer. Peter Strzelecki gets a beer. And Devin Williams gets a beer as well. Um, if you want to keep up with the leaderboard, you can go to our Substack, uh, gspn.info. You can find everything you need because I did not compile this. I compiled the, the beers for this series. Did not add to the leaderboard. I will do that for next week. We're in a hotel room, people. It's fine. Uh, but... One thing I will say is the Milwaukee Brewers are not done playing baseball, Adam. Uh, They have an off day tomorrow on Thursday, and then they will host the St. Louis Cardinals, who I believe got swept by the Atlanta Braves this week. They did. Oh, my goodness. You know what? Sometimes Darth Vader does things that you agree with, and in this case, that's one of them. Brandon Woodruff versus Jack Flaherty, a 7-10 central start. Friday, April 7th, Saturday, April 8th, Eric Lauer versus Jordan Montgomery, and then Sunday, April 9th, Freddie Peralta versus Jake Woodford to finish out that series, and then the Brewers uh, embark on a western road trip, and me as your unemployed, intrepid uh, Brewers podcaster, I will be awake to watch those games, so if you want to join the Discord, again, gspn.info, and talk about those games with me on the West Coast, you can do that. And until then, it's been a great time being in Milwaukee just to get to see this wonderful city and this wonderful baseball team with fans that care and, uh, you know, have uh, tempered optimism. And this has been a very happy podcast because the rookies have just injected us with optimism uh, obviously it's a 162 game season so ebbs and flows will come but uh, if this team's good if they're mediocre if they're bad i think they're going to be fun and uh, i hope that you join us on this so if this is your first time listening subscribe and just s- stay with us and even if you stay with us and you hate us keep downloading it and respond to me tweet me at az snide i'm fine with i'm fine with the hate as long as you subscribe Adam? Yeah, I'll do the wrap-up now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I echo all of that. Also, to add, it's been great to meet all of the listeners. You already made all the points about Pilot Project. We had a great time. There will be more events in future. Um, so, again, gspn.info. That's where you'll find all of our podcasts. You can subscribe to the various pods, whether it's for books, brewers, packers, or indeed pop culture or movies, if you want to hear Andrew and I talk about that. It's all there. You can get in the Discord. But on top of that, I will add, um, it's not just the people we've met for the first time. Well, we're already meeting for the first time. It's it's getting together as a group of friends, and that's the GSPN crew ourselves. It's been great to see the games with you, Andrew. Also, special shout-out to Jordan Tresky, who has 
essentially being our tour guide throughout all of this. He's been at everything with us every step of the way. Jordan has taken in all of these Brewers games. A lot of people are giving, giving us credit. There's anything things like, I can't leave the country because I'm good luck. Uh, let's not underestimate Jordan Tresky's very well-documented, unbelievable track record of going to Milwaukee sports games. Generally, when Jordan's there, the team wins. Um, Ty, Rohan, they made the trip out to Chicago as well. And, of course, Newmark didn't make a Brewers game, but we love you all the same, Newmark. So it's been... It's been really, really great um, to to get to do all of that, to get to spend time not behind a screen with each other and to get to see the Brewers absolutely dominate the Mets, break the Cubs fans' hearts. Couldn't ask for more than that. Make sure you subscribe to hear all the episodes of the pod in the future. Where Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Cruising for Bruising. Join repod.com forward slash cruising for bruising. If you're looking for a different place to listen to your podcasts, Repod is a great app with a podcast player built in. You can follow us there. You can go to our room. You can chat it up. You can send in any thoughts you have on episodes. You can ask questions. Andrew and I keep our eyes peeled. We'll be there to reply. You can chat up with other listeners who listen to the pod as well. Great spot to do that. We're on Twitter at BrewersGSPM. I'm Adam McGee 11. Andrew's at AC Snide. Until next time, thanks again to all of you for listening. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, everyone.